rolling, rolling, rolling. Listeners, welcome back to another episode of A Free Podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host, Rob, joined by my good friends, Joe and Duff. Hello. Ah! <laughs> we, we are continuing. <laughs> let, let him finish, Rob. Yeah. That's 20%. Con- 20% of the dialogue in this movie is grunts and, <laughs> and That's, such. That's... We are continuing uh, season four about our dumb decade. Today we are talking about, if you didn't figure it out, uh, by Duff's impersonation there, uh, The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, which takes place in 2017, right? Is that it? Uh, the yes, yes, and then also 2019. Okay, all right. So it's an epic. counts both ways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one of the things that we started doing is we started looking at uh what was trending and now we're not that far away right this is just yeah, a couple but years it, ago for that it feels like a lifetime ago yeah it does and i'm not going to read everything here for 2017 but there's a key thing i'm is this when we started names. podcasting uh yes it was is that what, because, was that in the zeitgeist <laughs> yes uh it's not there uh but big spike in tombstone google searches <laughs> <laughs> yeah people are looking up bill paxson all of a sudden a lot that's Sorry, also because he died. died. <laughs> I know. Uh, here's here's what you need to know about 2017. If you forgot, here are some uh, the most searched terms. Okay. Matt Lauer, uh, Harvey <laughs> Weinstein, oh, Kevin no. Spacey, oh. Louis C.K. This year was a bummer. You. Wow. <laughs> Will this... you remember? Me? Google Google Zeitgeist is not effing around on this one. <laughs> it's, this was the beginning of me too. Yeah. So, yeah. Joe, are you saying that they should have, like, at the Oscars, instead of just <laughs> singing when someone dies, they also do that for anyone who got me too'd? In Cancellorium. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll have to work <laughs> on the name. Cancellorium. <laughs> I like it. Oh, man. That'd be so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they got to choose who's the last one that everyone, it's, like, either yeah, boos one, or claps person, for. I don't know. One person gets to be okay, but... <laughs> Well, no, then oh. they do another one for the people we're bringing back. So those would have been in the reel for Incancellorium and uh, in Open Armsium would have been people, people Mel. Were... Was that when Mel Gibson was allowed to come back? Oh, uh, I was going to say yeah. people who are good now or have been forgiven. Yeah, forgiven. We just don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is, uh, that's that's the big thing you need to know about 2017. Richard Spencer so. got punched in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That was a good so, yeah, I, was, that's... I was trying to think of the only good thing that happened in that garbage year. <laughs> that well, year I started podcasting. Yeah, yeah, well, we tried true. to bring some joy to people's lives. Yep. We were there. We did our part. Uh, so, yeah. Running Man. Guys, I love it. <laughs> I know this is... <laughs> I know this is a, like, Mount Rushmore action film for you, Joe. Well, just... Well, we'll get we'll come back. It's just there's okay. a lot to love. Summarize this movie for us, Rob. This is okay. an easy one to summarize. This might be your easiest one yet. 
Uh, all right, it's 2017. The world economy has collapsed, and we have state-controlled TV. We have a guy named Ben Richards, who's a helicopter pilot, played by Arnold, and he refuses to fire on some helpless people. This woman and children down there. <laughs> he's thrown into prison, and he's accused of uh, being behind this massacre that happened in Bakersfield. He escapes prison and is caught and offered to be on The Running Man. The Running Man is part of the state-run TV, and it is the most popular TV show of all time where convicts fight in a game show to survive. It is hosted by Damon Killian, played brilliantly by Richard Dawson. Yeah. And uh, Richard survives and defeats the different hunters of the show with names like Sub-Zero, Buzzsaw, Dynamo, and Fireball. Uh Towards the end to save face, the show fakes footage of Richards being killed by uh, Jesse Ventura. Uh, all the while, yes. though, uh, Richards and the other resistant fighters he's met invade the network, hijack the feet of what really happened in Bakersfield, expose Killian, Richard faces him, Richards faces him, and sends him down the Hyperloop or whatever into the arena where he rockets into a billboard and dies. We assume. We assume there has not been the Running Man two, as far as I know. Is that how's that work for you, Joe? Pretty good. Uh, if you don't know who Richard Dawson is, he's the guy that was always smooching ladies on Family uh, Family Feud. Yes, his last film role is in this movie. Although it's not like he was in a ton of movies, but he is wonderful. Before we move on, I, one thing that always tickles me is how um, you take this giant hulk of an austrian bodybuilder with the thickest accent and he always has the most american name ever like <laughs> it's always like in these movies it's always like john ben it's like ben my name Richards. is ben <laughs> <laughs> he uh i will say this i love bearded arnold i wish there was bearded oh, arnold patchy. more it's i had kind yeah. of enjoy it it's cuz it looks like your beard right yeah that's probably why i'm like oh me and arnold are Similar masculinity. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say it's. I, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm really angry, just like beard wise, how broken my whole life is with this. Like, I I have no chin. Humans are the only animals with chins. I don't have one. I don't even know if I'm human. And then is that true? I try. Gr- yeah, humans are the only animals with chins. I guess I never thought of it. Huh? Well, who, why would you? Unless why? you didn't have a chin. <laughs> what what purpose does the chin serve for us? Why do we have? I don't know. Tell me. Uh, because I don't know. We're, think- we're thinkers. <laughs> yes. You need something to rest your fist on. And I can't do it. I just, I just keep hitting myself in the face because I don't have a chin. <laughs> um, and I, so then the chinless are supposed to grow beards, but that doesn't work for me either. It's all different colors, and it doesn't match, and it doesn't connect, and I'm just stuck, stuck the way I am, guys. Well, <laughs> well our- when it all goes all gray, then the colors thing will stop. Yeah, I guess it still won't t- won't match up. It still won't connect. <laughs> It'll still be patchy and not connect. Just Are beards like ears where they keep growing forever? And so maybe it'll you'll get more coverage. Yep, yep that and scrotums. Hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a lot of, lot, of, look we it up. Get a lot of stuff for the research staff to check out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The fact checkers are where the three chimps yep. we hired as fact checkers are hammering furiously <laughs> on their keyboards right now. Oh, they think so, about yeah. it for a while, but they, they think about it for a while, but they have no chins. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, one thing about this movie is I came up with a drinking game for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drink every time you see the crowd cheer. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, they're having a good time, Rob. Yeah, yeah, they are enjoying that running. And there's two different crowds we get to watch cheer. The rich rich people who get to get in the studio and then the poors who are gambling on it outside. Which it turns out you get lots of prizes. Yeah, by the end, though, you'd rather be outside because, you know, it gets shot up on the inside. (laughs) Doesn't go well there. Yeah, but Arnold, he makes sure that the crowd gets out. That's true. Although they're complicit in this bloodlust and they're, they're not innocent. No, I do have. I mean, you know, society's the real enemy here, right? <laughs> yes, yes. If you if you didn't work out the subtleties of this film, uh, <laughs> I mean, just think about it, right? It's society, mm-hmm. man. I did find out one thing sad when I was researching this movie, mm-hmm. and that is apparently people who have worked with Richard Dawson say that the way he acted to his staff in this movie is very similar to the way he acted to his staff in real life. I'm not remotely surprised by that. No, I'm not either, but I'm bummed out about it. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I'm just surprised when it turns out game show hosts are nice people. Yeah. That's true. I think one of the first suicides I remember hearing about as a kid was the uh, guy, the family feud host who replaced Richard Dawson. Who was that? Yeah, I know. I can picture him. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I just remember like finding that out from my like find like you know find that out in the news, and I think that's when I like learned more about suicide. I don't know. Now that I say that, like I'm probably gonna look it up, and it was probably like 2005, and it doesn't make any sense. I feel like it's Ray it Combs. Like it... Ray Combs. Yeah, so I would have been 13. Now was he replaced by uh, Louis Anderson or Al Borla? <laughs> um, I Louis I Anderson, don't know. I think. I think so. Yeah, Richard Richard Com- Ray Combs, sorry, in '96 he uh, he had hosted it for about six years, he, and he then he enough. wasn't. Yeah, and so I, in my head, I'm always like, he, man, he triple game X show though. hosts. <laughs> like that's never left my head, guys. About how sad I just assume most game show hosts are. Yeah, <laughs> which may be not may or may not be true, but that's all I can think of. I mean, because of that, he's seen- the host millennials first fell in love with. We were too young for. Richard Dawson, except in reruns, but we, yeah, yeah, like the first, he's, like early millennials. He's he's the one we knew on sick days in the late eighties, early nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sorry, Ray Combs. Um. So yeah, well, it really bummed us out there. So I have thoughts on this movie because okay. I, 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 I don't know if I've ever seen this all the way through, and it's been a very long time, and I remember very little. Oh, um, come on, man. I mean, I, w- I will say I enjoyed myself. There, There is some stuff that works very well. One thing that does not work well, this movie is horribly directed. Oh, this, it's terrible. This is, this, <laughs> this is like the Kevin Smith school of just put a camera on a tripod and <laughs> turn it on. And- it is literally, literally directed by Starsky from Starsky and Hutch. It's directed like by the, the guy. Like the, the guy who was Starsky and Starsky and Hutch directed this. Did you see what he went on to do after this? Yes. The air up there. Well, I was <laughs> and say, the air Kazam. up there. <laughs> I'm more partial to Kevin Bacon in the air up there. Um, but. I, I I will say there's lots of fun to be had in this movie, and I, I enjoyed myself. But the 
the production value is not great. I think it has. So I'm, I, my love for Arnold action movies is as deep as the Pacific. Rich. You grew up on them, right? Like I, I mean, just to be clear, you grew up watching. It's my Arnold my films. first rated R movie was. Hmm. I well, was almost certainly an Arnold movie. I th- suspect it was Commando. Okay. Um, I know uh, many of my early memories of seeing movies I should not have seen almost all featured him. And I don't know that there's a better way for a young man to come of age than with Arnold to guide you. I mean, because this he, is, this I think is it's much, it's much more, I, I don't know. I just think he's the best action movie star of all time. And I don't think it's close. And uh, this is, I think I mean, that, not that, his that... best, but it is second close to first tier. See my uh, my hard, hard disagree. I would say this is this is bottom shelf Arnold for me. Uh, I I think it's uh, just a, the concept carries a lot of weight for me, and I well, some of it I'm laughing at the movie, and I count that as a positive. I guess I will say it's not bottom shelf. Bottom shelf is like uh, twins or something like that. Like this, it's but it's uh, of the pure action movies. It's just not made well for the most part with the exception i think richard dawson is great i think the themes are great um i think this is a movie that wants to both be uh robocop in terms of social satire but it also wants to be rambo in terms of just being loud and dumb and they're often at odds with each other yeah i actually watching this so i'd actually only seen this one other time joe and it was with you um, and I re watching it again. I was kind of like, you know, this movie's at its best when Arnold's not there. Like the movies I find most interesting when it is Richard Dawson and like the whole TV thing and how like over the top and silly that is with like the Laker girls dancing to the montage and like all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I agree with was, that. But but the other which is choreographed by uh, Paul Abdul. Fun fact. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. But I think the big thing for me is I kind of think of Arnold the way I think of professional wrestling, and that if you grew up with professional wrestling, you love professional wrestling. And if you grew up with Arnold, you love Arnold, and it's hard to break in otherwise. So, like, my Arnold story is, like, Kindergarten Cop and then Terminator 2, and, like, that's it. Like, I I didn't really watch that many Arnold movies until probably college. I mean, I do think that there's a marked difference in quality even between something like predator or commando like i think those are much better made those have oh much better action um i I just think that again it's it's a fun movie it (laughs) yeah and what i appreciate about it is that i think that if you look at the action movie stars of that generation probably the only other one that could hold a candle to Arnold is probably Stallone, right? Yeah. Sure. That's yeah. I mean, and, in the eight, and, in the eighties, it was one of those two for sure. So they're both yeah. extremely powerful movie stars. Arnold might be the biggest movie star for a good, as long a run as most people have had. Right? He probably had a, almost ten years where he was an extremely bankable star. Yeah. Yeah. So what what kind of movies is Stallone using his influence to make? And then what kind of movies is Arnold using his influence to make? And as poorly directed as and wooden as Running Man is, at least it's trying to be interesting. 
And Stallone's making like what Cobra at the time. Now, of course, let's forget Arnold also made Commando, but let's just forget about that. <laughs> just basically the same thing. Raw deal. Collateral okay, damage. But, uh, yeah, well, that was. Yeah, I guess yeah, it was that wasn't later. that much later. But but Arnold is making this Predator, which is super cool. But I guess I'll admit it's not Total Recall. Super smart. Total, but I, think Total Predator, Recall, I think Predator's good. I, I oh, think Predator's Pred- great. It's Predator my favorite one, tier. probably. Yeah, but I'm just mean it. it it's. It's more ambitious. It's certainly more ambitious than what Stallone is doing. Yeah, and and Total Recall is just bonkers. Stallone's, and awesome. Stallone's never been very ambitious after Rocky. He's very yeah. weird in that he was super ambitious with that and went to the mat that he wouldn't let them cast anyone but himself. Then after that, he's just like, all right, I'm just gonna phone it in for the next how much? Until, how many years am I gonna live? <laughs> until Copland. <laughs> yeah, and then Arnold, you know, he. I mean, isn't Judge Dredd kind of, or Demolition Man, like, that is, that versus Total Recall, I think, is the difference between Arnold and Sylvester Stallone. Like, Stallone, it's going to be, if he's going to do kind of a futuristic space thing, it's going to be a relatively safe concept that easily tied in with, like, a Burger King marketing thing or whatever. (laughs) And uh, whereas Arnold goes with Paul Verhoeven and makes Total Recall, which has a lady with three boobs in it which is probably what most pe- men are our generation remember. And a, and yeah i remember first. seeing that i guess that was high school i saw that yeah and also um, that weird mutant living in that dude's stomach mm-hmm. which freaked mm-hmm. me out it's so cool and when his eyes bug out when he <laughs> the mask yeah. comes off yeah so i just i i really i respect him because i think that he took more risks that's fair. it is interesting how like I don't know if we want to get into quite yet about like, you know, what Running Man is saying about the future, but there are some like weird, funny things about this movie, right? Like this movie is some ways about like how bad and powerful celebrity is, right? Mm -hmm. Like how it's, and yet two of the people in this movie use their celebrity to become governors of states, including Arnold. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, Jesse, Ven- Jesse Ventura is a delight in this movie. I will say he is hilarious. Yes, as Captain, uh, what's his name? Captain something. Captain Fantastic. Uh, Captain Freedom. Captain Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's very enjoyable. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just interesting. Like you know, you can't watch a movie that takes place in 2017 without thinking about. Donald Trump, who would, you know, like, what's weird is this movie's like, look how much power Richard Dawson has in this. And in reality, it's like, no, he'd just become president. That's what would happen. Um, But yet, and if this was real, uh, Donald Trump would absolutely love this show. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. He's he's been he's been trying to get uh, what he views as criminals killed since the 80s. Yeah, and then and then you know he you know Trump got fam- not got famous he was famous beforehand but obviously uh, was famous partly because of um, The Apprentice and then, and then after he, he becomes president who goes on to host The Apprentice guys very, very poor job poor job ratings terrible yeah <laughs> uh, Arnold does it which is okay. like I don't know it's crazy yeah um, that's normal, real life normal country. <laughs> Let, That's I, what really happened. Yeah, and I, I think, um, yeah, it's well. Okay, let's <laughs> the, let's just talk big, uh, before biggest... we get dive into that. Let's just talk. I want to talk about a couple other little things I really like about the movie. 
that okay. I think Duff is probably really into as well. And then let's dive. Then let's talk about society. Right. Yeah, yeah man. Let's figure it out. Um, this movie has some of my favorite celebrity cameos. Um, mm. We have we have well. Let's start with on the lower end. We have uh, Dweezil Zappa <laughs> playing a little like anarchist dude that mostly just like is featured in reaction shots, right? Yeah, well, I think he has two lines the whole movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, then we also have uh, Mick Fleetwood. Yes, they they burned all the tapes, man, or whatever he Le- says. They destroyed lead- all the leader, music. Leader of the underground cyberpunk <laughs> movement, I guess. <laughs> he looks ninety when this movie comes out <laughs> in the yeah. in the 80s yeah. and he's he's somehow still you know hitting the skins he's, out there with Fleetwood Mac this is <sighs> cocaine's a hell of a drug and makes you do weird things <laughs> <laughs> we also have uh, we mentioned Jesse Ventura already and Richard Dawson oh, we also yeah. have Jim Brown mm-hmm. uh, yes. in one of his many acting roles as Fireball yeah Rushing leader, I think they say it about him one, at one point. Uh, and then we have Mr. Tanaka, right? Pro- professor Toru Tanaka. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Professor. Professor Sub-Zero. And uh, he's not, one of those not, guys where you're like, oh, it's that guy. Not the Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero. <laughs> no, no. Also, like, <laughs> I was kind of thinking, like, you know, if you know one of the bad guys skates around, don't go to the hockey rink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Is there a hockey game happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, uh, then there's also uh, Rob. You're the the podcast's Kevin Smith guy, which I is mean, weird that we've already referenced it twice. Isn't the security guard guy some like Kevin Smith thing? That's what I thought. Uh, the like um, like the guy from Mallrats, right? Yeah. Um, Wasn't he put in Mallrats just because of this movie? I think so. But that's what I kept thinking when I saw him too. But I don't. Remember, it's not Michael Rooker. Ashamed no. of you. Well, <laughs> get the sorry. get the research intern on that as well. Yeah. I'm After they're done looking up, do scrotums grow forever? <laughs> yeah. uh, I oh Sven Olthorsen, right? Uh, is the name of the guy, and he was in Conan the Barbarian, The Running Man, and you're right, also Mallrats. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I'm not sure this works out, but I'm going with it. I'm pretty sure that uh, that's the the only woman in the movie is actually Tony Soprano's daughter. It's not Meadow. I think it is. <laughs> that's that's canon. I don't know. I don't know how the math and the years work, but I'm going with it. <laughs> I as as a uh, Meadow Stan from the Soprano years, it is not her. Mm. I don't even mm. see the resemblance. That jury's much. still out. It looks like her. There's really no way of knowing for sure. I know. If only, if yeah. only we could look well, this up. Get those the, get, after the scrotum look up. Big day for the research staff. Okay, <laughs> so the only way I would, only thing I would maybe add in more detail is okay. Another reason why I like the, I like movies where the heroes need to go through like levels, like it's a video game. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. This ga- this movie did inspire a video game that you and I have played. Yeah, together, Smash TV. So. Yeah, was it? Sm- yeah, Smash yeah, TV. Smash was TV. A, a favorite of mine as a as a lad. So the uh, we have okay. You, so Duff mentioned the ice rink. So Sub Zero is a gladiator that mm-hmm. it chooses hockey guy as his gimmick, but for some reason dresses like the the least agile hockey player, a goalie. Yeah. <laughs> he, has, yep. he has he has an ice cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that would be what that's called. I he guess. has a super and- sharp hockey stick. Mm-hmm. 
and from what we see, not super swift on the ice. No, which is odd. He, he <laughs> he's dis- a level one guy. He's the he's, glass Joe. He's a dis- he's dispatched uh, <laughs> relatively, as all of these guys are, very easily. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I, for whatever reason, didn't quite notice until I was having my giggles and watching this the other night. Is just they're comically inept. Comically inept. <laughs> So I'll skip ahead. This I think skips past. Um, Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw is the uh, guy with the with the uh, chainsaws, chainsaws and the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And basically, gets just Arnold groin-sawed. gets he gets a groin sod. Yep. Uh, uh, and he provides Arnold with a lot of uh, opportunities to grunt as they wrestle for the control. Ah. Of the <laughs> but nothing tops Dynamo. Okay. <laughs> this talk. is the absolute funniest part so his last film role this actor's last role in a movie is dynamo so in real dynamo. Life. how would you summarize how they kill dynamo well they don't uh the first oh. time or the first yeah so well they let for, him go the let, first time. Just, yeah but the first time your defeat how he defeats him um <laughs> okay so the first time uh it is the equivalent of when the roadrunner paints a <laughs> tunnel onto the rock and then the the coyote just slams into it because that's how dumb Dynamo is. Yeah. Arnold like, oh, runs up a hill. I, for, Dynamo drives around this dustbuster looking thing. <laughs> his, his little cute little car. Yep. And all Arnold has to do is elevate about six to ten feet. Dynamo rolls his dustbuster and then just whines like a little baby. Like, <laughs> cut, cut to commercial. Dynamo also, let's not forget, when we first see him, he sings some like he sings a little opera thing when he but first But never shows again. Up. He does it once and that's it. But yeah. it's pretty cool that he does it. It though. is cool. Um also Dynamo looks like uh Krang's body robot suit from Ninja <laughs> Turtles. <laughs> yeah, he does. He is he is a a large lad. Yes. And, and he's a unit. Yes. And then Fireball yeah. is basically defeated the way you defeat uh, a main boss in a video game. Mm-hmm. You weaken one of his little hoses, shoot that <laughs> yep. off, and then yep. he'll eventually just blow up. Yep. Yep. And then he never has to fight uh, Captain uh, Captain Freedom. Pleasure or Freedom. That Captain Freedom. Captain Freedom is just too, he has too many ethics. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, and then the second way you defeat... Uh, dynamo because much like a video game he comes back again stronger yeah and then because he wears christmas lights and tries to rape you you turn the fire uh hose or the uh sprinkler system on and he electrocutes tough break dynamo dynamo (laughs) yeah he had two chances really they let him go he (laughs) (laughs) uh, dynamo uh just uh, it's the cart it's really his little car that makes me laugh the most it, about Dynamo. Everything about this movie looks so cheap. I I, <laughs> I looked at, and this was a pretty big budget movie for that time. I looked and I think it cost like twenty three million dollars, which adjusted for inflation is about forty five to fifty million. That's a that's a big that's a big budget movie. And then I looked it up and I'm like, you know what movie looks better than this is Escape from New York. <laughs> yeah. Then, and that movie costs six million. So uh, this is Ta- a talent pa- goes a, a long way. Apparently, uh, Joe, this little fact is for you. Originally, George P. 
Cosmatos, the guy who did Tombstone, was yep. originally chosen to be the director of this movie. That sucks that he didn't. But he wanted to have the entire film in a mall, <laughs> which I actually think is kind of smart. I like Talking about idea. society, right? Yeah. So let's have it in a mall, man. But like, so they pulled him off like the Dawn project. Of the Dead. Who's the yeah. real zombies, man? Yeah. I want to see this version of the movie with him directing it. I I want to see the George B. Release the Cosmatos cut. That was never me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last fun fact I'm going to say here so I don't forget it is uh, when uh, Arnold ran for governor, the name of his bus was The Running Man. Nice. That's what it said on the side of his bus. You can't pass up an opportunity <laughs> to do that. I don't, so I don't there are – one thing that did bug me, there are an obscene amount of one-liners. Oh, I love lot. it. Oh, you, you criticized Back to the Future, too, for the one-liners. Yeah, but those weren't funny. <laughs> At fun. one point, he says, I'll be back again, and you're like, oh, no. You yeah, can't. but the cool thing is Richard Dawson has a comeback to it. No, in that, reruns. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. He's he. Arnold was giving in that moment. Well, he let Richard Dawson own him. There's so many that law of averages. You're gonna get some that are good, but it's just. It's like, <laughs> I just uh, bring them so on. I say it's some I, of them. Some of them are bad. I'll, I was trying to bad. think of whether this or Tango and Cash had more one-liners, and I I don't know the answer. It it is. I need over, to revisit Tango and Cash. Overwhelming. And and then there there are some scenes where it's the entire dialogue is Arnold giving one liners to no one, I guess. He's just kind of muttering. And then uh I'm gonna Meadow Soprano just kind of muttering in Spanish. Like her entire scenes where she's just kind of wandering around muttering, like what? What'd she there, say? There was one point I had to rewind it to make sure I heard it correct, and it was when he says he kills sub zero. Oh, that's like, not that's sh- sh- no. That's Killian, not a good one. Killian, here's your sub zero. Now plane zero. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that that was the only one I was thinking of that's really bad. But some of the rest of them are good. I was like plane zero. <laughs> uh, so now now I'll say something nice about this movie. Um, I think that climbing for dollars is hilarious. Yes, <laughs> yes, all the TV stuff is wonderful. Like, Captain Freedom's workout, climbing for dollars, all the fake like TV there, stuff. There's some stuff where at some points it's legitimately like Paul Verhoeven level yep. smart, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And then it's just, it goes to Dynamo and his little dustbuster driving around. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. It's uh it is like I said, I like I like a lot of I mean I, I don't this is one of those movies very similar to last week's when we did um Back to the Future Two. When I went to like log on Letterbox that I watched it, I was like, Oh, do I like this movie? Yes. And I'm not sure. Because oh. it's like right on the edge for me. Like I I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed watching it, but I don't know That's the point. I don't know if I would like it's, recommend it. It is, it's a fun movie. It's only it's only a hundred minutes, Rob. Yeah, yeah. It, it's That's a movie true. to watch. Have some laughs with your buddies. Drink, but a few I watched PBRs. it by myself, yeah, so it's yeah, a little different. Well, the first time you watched it, you watched it with yeah. buddies, though. I enjoyed and, it way more that time for sure. Yeah. And uh, and plus, just stick it to society, right? Yeah. Well, let's get into that, Joe. Shall we? Got him. 
So, uh, so <laughs> we're gonna come back to that climbing for dollars thing. Let's like just in the to wrap up movie based stuff. Uh, we should mention this was based on a Stephen King story or book. Yes, or uh, I don't know. What's I the difference? It was, it was. I think it was a book. I think it was uh, three. I think it was like three hundred pages, which for Stephen King, that's like a napkin. A novella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, I have not read it. Nor have well, I. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, think, I know how it ends. I you guys want to know how it ends? I think that the movie and the book are very different. Yeah, that's what I th- what I gather too. Would you uh, like to know how the book ends? Yes. Yeah, tell us. It ends with Richards crashing a plane into a skyscraper oh that was the network headquarters oh. well so can't really do that one anymore hmm. yeah that not... sounds like a bummer man <laughs> yeah yeah listen i have some more bummers for you that's uh it's two out of three so far i've got another one for you guys later on all right oh, okay um <laughs> then i think the last movie based thing before we talk about society we got another power ballad here guys mm. yes i did uh, notice that duff is our expert um, uh, Duff, this, this this is a guy. This is a gentleman by the song by John Parr, who has penned actually two famous power ballads from the eighties. Uh, you beat me to one of uh, the one I know that I found out is uh, Saint Elmo's Fire is yep. the big one. Uh, mm. I don't. Uh, d- d- where does that rank in your hierarchy of power ballads? Uh, I I never actually think of it as a ballad, but I guess it is a power ballad. It's I mean, you know, that comes on at a bar or something. You're not, you're not gonna get excited. It's St. Elmo's Fire is on. Sounds yeah. like you're saying these John Parr songs are, you know, could be uh, better, bo- could be worse. Uh, <laughs> just kind of average, like yeah, what you, ex- you know. they're about what you're yeah, expected to about do. What you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's kind of well. First, when this came up at the end, I'm like, uh, hey, is that Richard Marks? Uh, <laughs> Dick Marks. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I think I think this one is a step up from the 2012 Adam Lambert song. Um, this one's more in the mold of like a Rocky sequel song, where you, <laughs> yeah, where, that's a good comparison. where you know the actual movie is only 10 minutes and you need to pad it out <laughs> to get to get to an hour and a half, and so you need yet another montage. So, uh, yeah, I I thought this was this is a good one. Uh, I briefly looked up a little bit about John Parr. One interesting thing, this movie was released in 1987 and they didn't put the song onto an album until 1992. That is a long time. Weird. <laughs> uh, I think it was released as a single for this and yeah. had moderate success, but you know, that's 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 not a, a timely move. Like, hey, remember that borderline hit song i had five years ago now you can get the album <laughs> check it out at sam goody <laughs> so, so you'd say this one's okay but doesn't really move the needle yeah uh yeah that, and i don't that, know if you guys stuck, so uh li- listeners if you watch the movie that's this plays over the end credits mm-hmm. and if you stick around past the song there's also an, there's Gasp. a fake there's a fake commercial after the song too. Oh, I um, didn't know that. It's not a visual commercial; it's just like a voiceover, like uh, of the guy who I think it's the announcer of the game show, and he uh, does some more some more satires about society. Oh. Uh, so before we, uh, we we move on, I want to tell you my other sad thing, guys. All right. Uh, so I know we've been 
dunking on Paul Michael Glazer, the director of this. Oh, no. And um, I feel bad about doing it because I read more. And he had a horrific thing happen to him in his personal life. He married his first wife in 1980. Okay, that's not it. <laughs> okay. And in, in August of 81, she contracted HIV through a blood transfusion while oh. giving birth to their couple's first child. They didn't know about it till four years later, at which time they'd already had another child. Both oh. ended up being HIV positive. Oh. Boo. Boo. Yeah. These, boo these facts. I know. Is that terrible? So this guy's actually done a lot for uh, for AIDS awareness. He was like, uh, he's testified before Congress and stuff about this stuff. So hmm. I'm well, not going to dunk on him anymore. Fortunately, Ronald Reagan did everything he could yes. <laughs> during this time period to help people well, with that. It was much later on that he testified, but yes. Yeah, I know. Um, okay. That Thanks, sucks. Rob. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, people come here for facts. Yeah, that... Though it is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, as we transition to talking about society, uh, I thought it'd be kind of fun if this world had come to pass and we were on the Running Man world right now, because we're, we're living t- in 2019, towards the end of the mm-hmm. movie. Earth's lifespan. Um, what what crime would get you put on the Running Man? What would be your like dystopian screw-up? Well, I I given recent events, I think it would be... Uh, uh, copyright infringement <laughs> or uh, illegal downloading. You would you would be downloading and disseminating uh, episodes of The Running Man unauthorized. Yeah, uh, without with, express written consent. And I do feel uh, obligated to say I I am actually not a big torrenter in general. <laughs> I like yeah. I like to pay for things and show my support um, for purposes of this show. Uh, sometimes we are uh, forced to uh, use alternate means of obs- of obtaining things, uh, and after many many years, I was finally finally nabbed by by Big Comcast. You are doing this from prison right yep. now. If, uh... I, I have a boot on and I can't go outside. <laughs> would how many levels would you make it through? Could you have taken Sub Zero? I'd like to think I could have taken Sub Zero just because we're both beefy. Like, I feel like it would have been a level playing field. I, 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 I would simply refuse to enter the rink. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Just don't go to the ice rink. <laughs> Did they? Have, well, they ice, must have had to walk through it, ice rink, right? We've talked about rink. this. Yeah, we rink. have. Uh, yep. I do Not think the ice that. Ring. <laughs> do you think that they get to choose their weapon? Because you no. know it must suck. Because like, all right, you. You get a hockey stick. You get a chainsaw. I'm like, oh, I want no, the because Captain Captain uh, Pleasure or whatever his name is, Captain Freedom, <laughs> he doesn't get to like they put all that like weird metal stuff on it, which he didn't want to do. Yeah, <laughs> his, his robot costume. They got to yeah. play up to the ratings. Yep, it's all about ratings. Well, I would definitely get put on the show. I would probably get on for like pantsing Mark Zuckerberg or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd probably be what I would end up in. Yeah. I haven't ice skated in a long time, so I don't think I'd be able to take Sub-Zero. I'd be a little clumsy out there on the ice. I found myself uh, early in this movie feeling bad for Amber, the woman in the movie. <laughs> like That's how she's treated. That's why I just said yeah, it that way. But yeah. uh, like you think of if, if the first like half hour to 45 minutes of this movie was from her point of view, how terrifying it is. We're like, 
you're just hanging out in your apartment and some huge idiot breaks in <laughs> and like threatens you and then kidnaps you and then threatens to break your neck and tries to make you travel with them. That's terrible. And then the way he ties her up to her fitness machine, I was like, oh no, is some Arnold, no, is something <laughs> bad about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the reason I bring that up is I, I, I fear that because of how, um, how passive I am that I would end up being just like her where I'm like, yeah, I know I built the website for the network. Everyone <laughs> yeah, does yeah, yeah, you would work for the running man. Like, oh, you, know. <laughs> you would like for their online voting, you would handle like the database for that. Yeah, like, look, how, look how sweet my place is. I'm just living in the world. <laughs> I set up the SQL database. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry. Not brave. So uh, many people pick this film as one that kind of gets this got this decade right Mm -hmm. and and i would say more than most movies it it did like this tv show well nothing like it is on now but couldn't you see if things just were nudged a little bit differently one way or the other a show like this could exist conceivably i mean really the only thing stopping it is that everything's too segmented (laughs) that's the only thing stopping yeah people don't care about ratings as much anymore strangely enough the best case scenario is you get like seven million people like that's and that's an absolute smash. That's like you know, one of those dumb CBS CSI shows that boomers watch or something. Yeah, it's weird because like sometimes I think about how like TV's gotten more depraved, and in a lot of ways it has. But I also kind of wonder about like there are some pretty dark stuff that like I still my mind is always blown that Twin Peaks was on network TV in like the early nineties. Or late 80s. But to, to your point, Joe, I think you are right in that. By kind of, you know, we make jokes about how this is about society, but the reason it does, it actually works pretty well is, like, it's not that far out on the limb, right? To be like, hey, media and celebrity and, like, our our addiction to this is a huge problem and, and like, this is what can happen because of it. Like, that's, that's not, like, a new sci-fi thing. Uh, and... You know, and, and, and our just entirely poisoned like outlook on crime and criminals. It, I mean, like, isn't cops yeah. still on the air? Uh, in some, I think in some version, yeah. Um, I don't know if it went to a different network. I think it's off Fox now, but I Spike or one of those networks. Might it is have... still going. Thirty-two seasons. Jeez. I mean, one thousand eighty-six episodes. Yeah, it's. I think that. Along with that, just the idea of an impoverished society and even the people who are somewhat well off just want to numb themselves by watching entertainment where someone worse off than they are gets what's coming to them. And it provides them with like kind of a moral uprightness like that. Yes. that they're they're participating in like sort of a cultural bloodletting. And it's yeah. without stake. Right. There's nothing at stake for the person watching it. Right. And, uh, and they're they're morally absolved because like, oh they're they're criminals. Yeah. And and in my opinion, that's why some people vote the way they do because it doesn't matter what happens to the other people. It's it's doesn't it doesn't it doesn't affect them. So it's it's a meaningless thing to like get worked up about. The one of the most unrealistic things is that they put white people on the Running Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that, yeah. Well, one of them is clearly a foreigner, though, so. Yes. (laughs) 
Yeah, Yafet Kato would for sure be on the running man. But <laughs> yeah, there's some other like things, like minor things about the future. I think it hit. Like there's essentially an Alexa that she's talking to when she walks in her house mm-hmm. to turn on the lights and the kitchen. Uh, spotty Wi-Fi, or you know, becomes an issue <laughs> early in the movie. Yeah, I, every time I watch that, since we've become friends. I think of you. So it, it, this is an early scene when they're breaking out of the prison and there's kind of a, they wear these collars. And if you go past, yep. it's it's kind of like a, like an electric fence for, to keep your dog in the yard. <laughs> yep. And, and so if a prisoner goes across this electric fence, they're, they're head pops off. And I can't believe you guys didn't give credit to that. That is a great head blowing up scene. So a guy yes. runs off too early. <laughs> And yeah. his head, his head and going, up. no, you're too early. No, it's so funny. Everyone tells man, he's just like, ah, I, I'm going to risk that the second it. Ble- is that the second best head explode after scanners? It's yeah, it is pretty good. I think it might be yeah. almost better than scanners. So one, one thing I will say is I might be a little too tough on this movie because so much of it has become a cliche now, especially after Hunger Games and things like that. Mm. And but the other the other thing that this reminded me of is so I mean, this there's probably tons of video games this has been absorbed into. But when I was watching this, so much of this has made its way into uh, Fallout. And there's especially if you ever got yeah. the, the downloadable content for Fallout 3, the pit. I'm like, oh, this is the pit. This is the exact same thing. And yeah, I, you're right. You're right. It's so, pretty. It's a pretty influential movie. I mean, for, it's yeah. so it's one of those things where coming at it later in life, its its impact is diluted a little bit just because it's just everywhere. Um, yeah. Was this like the first movie to have the concept of deep fakes really prominently? Yeah, I would. I would. I'm, I would for sure. Yeah. That wasn't even that wasn't even like a technology that existed in movies yet. To sort of like mat someone's head, like face on a on a different body, uh, yeah, like Jurassic I mean, like Park the, might the have been the first to do there, that. The idea was there, but yeah, like, it wasn't done. No, no, and I don't think anyone really knew about it. So, I mean, that is pretty wild and out there for 1987. Yeah, I think most of our movies have like really screwed up a lot of things, but I think The Running Man, like, it basically all of it's pretty conceivable most most of my beasts with the running man are on the the execution level like thematically and struck like structurally like there's a lot to like it's just it kind of gets screwed up in the director and arguably (laughs) it's sometimes with arnold but so we i think this really does capture some of our media culture of this decade really well i mean reality tv didn't start in the 2010s but uh, i've never really been super into it but there are some like kind of game shows or reality shows that i i I enjoy quite a bit i great british baking show is something that my bride and i very much look forward to although that is maybe the friendliest yeah competition show where they're just nice to each other all the time. yeah which like it makes me feel really good plus their snack you know their snacks they look tasty uh but like there has been some dark stuff this decade Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you guys had chance to think about it much so there's been some some game shows or some reality shows that have been like, and some of them never actually got made or executed. But like in in terms in terms of that realm, like I know that like the goofy kid from Stranger Things, um, yeah, the, the kid that uh, with the hat, I don't remember yeah. any Dust, of their names, Dustin, 
Yeah. Dustin. So did yeah. you guys hear about the one that he's – I don't know if it's actually going to happen because people got really mad about it, but did you hear about his reality show or – it's not ringing a bell. Prank, it's a prank no. show. So they was they were gonna like post like fake jobs, and like humiliate people in job interviews. Uh, that doesn't so, like, sound nice. No. Yes. Oh yeah. So kind of the whole point of our era is like working people are you know kind of struggling, and they're gonna make a whole prank show centered around like doing get, putting people through the ringer and fake job interviews. Like, well, uh, why would you do that, Dustin? Yeah, I think there's a lot of backlash to it, so I'm hoping he, <laughs> as to use online language, rethink this. Uh, I would have to go. My pick is uh, Cheaters. What a wonderful, oh, wonderful God thing. Oh, damn you. I that tur- was this decade? I thought that was last decade. Oh, I don't know. It, it was not. It, it <laughs> I'll was, allow it. It was, oh, damn you. I told, there's no I, way that was too, that might have even gone back into the 90s. It was when uh, we, It's still it, going. It was They what, changed. Oh, my God. The new host for a while during the uh, teens was a guy named Clark James Gable. Uh, <laughs> That's do you, do that, you know, is some, that is a presidential uh, assassin. Joey Greco's back. Yeah, I just saw that. Joey Greco. Uh, okay, so oh, he's grandson way- of Clark Gable. Yeah, what? He, he's it's Clark Gable's grandson, and I believe <laughs> and I believe he actually, in true Clark Gable fashion, got a DWI. Oh my God. Amazing. Anyways, well, cheaters. So, if you so don't Rob know. picks one that air- first aired in two thousand. But uh, we'll in, allow in, it. In fairness, I was gonna say cheaters. And yeah, I, and I'm mad because I I told Rob about cheaters back in the day. I you remember did. why did some some of the youths might not know. Uh, no. Okay. First of all, uh, let's just lay down the blanket statement that all of these shows are fake. Like yes. So yes, we know that. But uh, cheaters. First of all, to show our age, cheat. We had to uh, actually tune in for because <laughs> there's no no DVR, no on demand, no whatever. Cheaters aired at midnight on Saturday, uh, or I guess technically Sunday. So number one, this shows you what 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 our social calendars were like. Who they're looking for yeah. to watch? SNL is over, but you're too scared to watch Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. So yep. So, cheaters is what you go with. I remember I had found out I saw Cheaters with my roommates and I told Rob and I said, Rob, you have to watch this show called Cheaters. Cheaters is a show where uh, you could, a private eye will uh, investigate your uh, significant spou- other. spouse or significant other to see if they're cheating. Spoiler alert, they always are. <laughs> <laughs> They're never just hanging out with the boys. And then, and then, what do they do? How, they, do, how does and then each they, one end? they set up a sting where <laughs> the person will like walk in on them, and it's kind of like the to catch a predator thing. Or like back in the day, it was Joey Greco, who was this yep. sleazebag host. Who <laughs> got stabbed <laughs> on an episode at yeah. one point, right? Well, uh, allegedly was stabbed. Yeah, I, 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 but I believe him. Uh, it was. I'm I'm with Joey. <laughs> it was it was a glorious show, and I'm I'm I was sad when I found out it was faked. It was too pure for this world. I I if you're wondering what kind of guy Joey Greco is, his banner pick on Twitter is a, a picture of his Harley Davidson. <laughs> I uh, I Joey uh, Greco is the type of guy who knows every statutory age in every state. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. My my wife got me uh this this like series one of cheaters episodes on dvd which to this day i love to like pull out sometimes like have you guys ever heard of cheaters 
<laughs> oh man, Cheaters is so good. Um, yep. That was probably going to be my pick, um, but I, I brainstormed a few others. Uh, one that I and I'm also good. My peak reality TV years were probably like 2000 to 2005. So I'm going to reach back in the old, the old way back machine for a little show called Joe Millionaire. Oh yeah. Which, again, yes, I know this is all fake, but shut up. Uh, where the premise was some by some accounts good looking but stupid construction worker was uh, made to uh, they told a bunch of women he was a millionaire and they basically uh, prompt the women to whore themselves for this man Um, and then I also remember there was uh, at the time, some type of a minor scandal because it turned out that one of the contestants had made some foot porn or something like that. Oh, boy. Um, <sighs> they just wanted to dip their toes into it a little bit, I guess. Oh, no. Well, my pick for like the closest thing we have to like the darkness of the Running Man, of Running Man was paid, paid Off, which is a game show that's still airing. And it's about a game show where contestants, recent grads... Uh, battle for the right uh, to win their student debt to get paid off oh. which is just the fact that that student debt exists to that level I guess is pretty dystopian and now we have a game show where you can try to get a paid somehow off. that's more <laughs> sad than the idea of tricking women into thinking someone's a millionaire when they're not <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so pretty pretty dark I think we've t- talked a little uh, probably a, a lot about this about the running man I think we probably we I think we did the work. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We did um, it. So next uh, next episode, we've got just a couple more this season. Uh, this is a film that, um, going into this, none of us have this, seen. This mm-hmm. is. Uh, I is think this, this the only time that's been the case? I, I think this is getting a little out of our comfort zone. I watched an episode of Cowboy Bebop today, guys. So the the movie is a uh, Akira. Yes, yeah. and uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. And well, you know if it doesn't work out, you know the world's gonna get blown up anyways. So, so I, Joe, we're all in agreement that of the three of us, Rob is the most likely to get really into anime, right? <laughs> I mean, that's a fair, that's a fair, that's a fair like prediction. He does move on to a new obsession every two years or so. <laughs> it's called learning about new things. Joe. <laughs> that's true, <I'm>... technically. <laughs> So, yeah, an anime phase seems right to me. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it. I, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I... <laughs> no, I've, I've never heard anything but uh, lavish praise for it, so I'm very excited. So hop on that cool little motorcycle with us uh, in a couple weeks when we hit the, hit the streets with Akira. Akira. <laughs>